So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, so welcome back to the podcast. I'm super pumped to have Joseph McClendon III, my man. Thank you so much. Oh, I know. Oh, there we go. That was that was kind of lame, but we made it happen. Uh, so Joseph, I actually wrote down to start, uh, for the people that don't know you, which would be shocking, <laughs> Joseph is a global leader in peak performance. He's a neuropsychologist, deep in neurosciences, meaning he understands why we actually do what we do and then how to reverse it in many cases. Uh, you also taught at UCLA, right, at the, uh, if I say this right, the Engineering and Management Extension Program. Of course, yeah. Coaches a bunch of rock stars, has done that kind of his whole life. And, you know, like when he's not doing all that stuff, in his spare time, he's out speaking all over the world now via Zoom all over the world uh, with his pal Tony Robbins and, and others. So I was I was like trying to compress like, you know, decades of, of experience and wisdom. Did I miss anything? I no, you got it all. You got it all. I got to say, he's got a good looking son yeah. and he does. That's have, the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. My wife. That's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. And, and my wife said he has a spectacular garden. Right. So, there, yeah, there's that. So, Joseph, uh, first of all, thanks for being on the podcast. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. So. So I was, you know, literally woke up early thinking about like the, the things I wanted to share with people, to, the questions I wanted to ask to have you share with people. So I actually took a bunch of notes and wrote down thoughts and questions and things that I thought you could just shed some light on. But maybe before we do that, give maybe the person that doesn't know who you are, just a little background on who you are, what you've done. Um, and I, I know I covered a few of them, but give them like, who is Joseph McClendon III? Cool. Well, first off, thank you for having me here. I've been excited about it as well. Yeah. Um, by profession, as you said, I'm a neuropsychologist. And I always like to explain to people, here's the difference between that and traditional psychology. Yes. Because I studied traditional psychology for a long time mm -hmm. and did not practice it, quite honestly. I became a musician. That was, you know, I, I went through college to yeah. kind of satisfy my dad. Sure, <laughs> you know, yes. Story. Yeah. Uh, but once I got into it and I started to realize that, in my opinion, all psychologists that are serious about it, they go to fix themselves first. Right, I've yeah. heard that same so thing. don't let any, yeah. anybody fool you. And so when I started studying that, I started mm -hmm. to recognize that um, there's another side of it, and it's called, the, it's called neuropsychology. And if you think of neuro as mm -hmm. your nervous system, yep. all five of your senses. And so we all communicate with our five senses, mm -hmm. outwardly and inwardly. Yep. And the combination of, like, some people communi communicate better with their visual, mm -hmm. some auditory, yep. and so on and Kinesthetic so forth. Yeah. Kinesthetic, yep. yep. So, the, so the, the combination of them can be hundreds of different combinations of all five of them. So yeah. as a neuropsychologist, as a traditional psychologist, I have one way of interacting with you mm -hmm. and helping you, and that is my voice to your ears, which is just auditory, and yep. maybe some visual. Yep. But as a neuropsychologist, I get five different ways. I yeah. use the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, the, the main, yep. to get in. And so my outcome is always to go straight to the core of the situation mm -hmm. and the, the challenge that you might be mm -hmm. having, whether it be a fear of dogs, fear of heights, or you know mm -hmm. anything, anything yeah. that is some, some past thing you're holding on to, exactly. whatever it may be. And going on, and, and A, finding what it is, B, helping you realize and acknowledge that this is what it is because a lot of people are in denial about it mm -hmm. or they may think that it's something else. Yes. And then uh, number three, interrupting that pattern. Number mm -hmm. four, embedding mm -hmm. into the nervous system a new and empowering uh, pattern and then giving them something to do so the conditions in so that they make it automatic. Yes. Said differently. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is just helping people 
figure out what's going on right. that's stopping them or holding them back, yeah. bust that apart, put something else in, and then give them a new way of, of making it so that it's automatic. Okay, so I've never said this on my podcast, but if you're listening right now in your car, you have to go to my YouTube channel because if you don't see, you hear the, the, <laughs> the, the animation, the energy that he brings to the table. So I know you're listening right now, but make sure you go to my YouTube go, channel. Go. So, all right, so you study all this, and I know it's what you've done basically, you know, as, as your life's journey. What about the musician thing? Like, I mean, I, you know, I, I follow you on Instagram, so I see like, you know, when you're like in the studio and you got yeah, all yeah. these, you know, bases and, you know, like, so, so what happened there? Well, what happened was that was my, I, I like I said, I studied psychology so that I could satisfy my dad. And yeah. I did, you know, I yes. got, you know, my degrees and all those things and everything. I didn't get my doctorate till uh, afterwards, but mm -hmm. In the middle of it, I, 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 my outcome was to become a recording artist, and I yeah. did. And I yes. got a recording deal in yep. uh, 90, 1990 with CBS Records, yep. made some records, played a bunch of music, did all that stuff, and wrote a bunch of songs and everything, and loved it. But in 91, CBS yeah. changed hands with, um, with Sony. Yep. And so I got stuck in the company with no representation. It's called being shelved. Yeah. And yeah. it was kind of that place where I had worked my whole life to do that, and all of a sudden it's gone. Kind of like a lot of people with COVID now, right? You know, right. Gone. Yeah. And so uh, I pivoted mm -hmm. to doing this, and that's when I and actually I had met my my uh, business partner Tony Robbins before then, uh, but I went to him and I said, "Okay, dude, you know." And I remember he said something to me that I I pass this on to everybody. Yeah. Sometimes when you don't get your dream, you get your destiny. Oh, yeah. And what that means is you may be going after something and along the way, I call it a voyage, you're collecting experiences and tools and strategies mm -hmm. and things like mm -hmm. that. But when you get to wherever that destination was, and it isn't exactly what you want, which most of the time it's not, by the way, yeah. then it's time to pivot. It's, go, it's kind of go, okay, well, what, did, what, did, what, did I, what can I do with all of these things? So I've taken all of that and brought it in, the yeah. entertainment side of right. it, you right. know, and brought it into this. And now... Uh, and for the past several years, as you said, I had a practice in Los Angeles where I help people get over fears, phobias, emotional challenges, and mm -hmm. things like that. And uh, and then working with uh, people like Tony and others, I started doing live events. Yeah. And uh, up until let's say January fifteenth was my last event. Mm -hmm. Or what, I'm sorry, like the first last time in, I traveled. In front, yeah, so traveling to an audience yes. versus Zoom and everything else. Yes. And one might say my livelihood got the knees cut out from underneath right. the, uh, live events. But it was interesting because, uh, you know, I always say, Tom, I, I don't teach theory. I practice what I preach. And yep. part of uh, what I preach is to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And so the pivot for me, quite honestly, was not radical. Matter yeah. of fact, I loved it. I love being home yes. and hanging out with you the way I'm doing it right now. Yep. I love being home and, and living my life. And so uh, from a psychological side of it, it was like a blessing. Yes. I, I look at everything that way. Yes. Everything happens yes. for us. Yes. And uh, when something happens, you go, okay, well, here's, here's what it is. I can sit and cry about it and feel bad and, and feel sorry for myself, or I can do something about it. That's right. And so that's what I've done. So just for the people that are listening right now, we're going to unpack all of that stuff because uh -oh. the thing that I, I mean, I, I started writing down, as I mentioned, all these thoughts. And, and the first thing I want to talk about is 2020. And you were, you were talking about it there, but I want to talk about it from the standpoint of, I think a lot of people got caught with their pants down, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Financially, emotionally, physically, in their business, uh, a lot of uncertainty. If you just if you just look at the landscape of 2020, mm -hmm. you can say social injustice, Black Lives Matters, the most tumultuous election we've probably, hopefully, knock on wood, will ever see in our right. life. Sure. Um, you know, crisis, unemployment, and then at the same time, a lot of people that are listening here 
have also had one of the greatest real estate years, sure. mortgage years, title insurance years of their life. Mm -hmm. And it's like this, this sort of crazy tale of the two. So, you know, you've seen it, you, you know, you work with a lot of people. I work with a lot of people, business people, friends, family members, some people have just been taken out by it. Yeah, it yeah. So the thing I wrote down is how do you move from breakdown and upset and tragedy back into triumph? I'll start by saying this. And by the way, that's very perceptive <laughs> because, uh, because a lot of people just go, here I am. Right. Here's what it is. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And aren't looking way around it. Um, it's all psychology, everything. Yeah. And it's not mindset. A mindset kind of infers that it's just yes. a set of thoughts about a specific thing. Yep. Psychology are the core beliefs that we have about ourselves, yep. about other people and about the world around us. Yes. And so the, the first step is always awareness, yep. you know, and so to be aware of how you're feeling about everything that's going on. When you ask the question, when you said 2020, mm -hmm. if you say that to most people, most people roll their eyes and go, oh, girl, I can't wait for this to be right. over, you know, that right. kind of thing. Okay? Right. So that awareness of how you actually feel about about it is critical for you to go here's what I here's how I really feel I'm being dirt honest with myself yeah here's how I really feel about myself right now I'm caught with my pants down I feel helpless I yeah. feel you know whatever and so once you have that once you have awareness of, of these three things how you feel about yourself mm -hmm. how you feel about other people yeah because other people might be looking at somebody like you, Tom, and just going easy for Tom. Right. You know, he's got this this, this big business set up, mm -hmm. and he's been doing real estate for a long time, mm -hmm. and he's talented, and he's all of these things. Mm -hmm. He's got a bobblehead, for God's <laughs> sake. You know, and they may be saying those but things. True. It's true. It's all true. But yeah. they may be saying that about you. Yeah. But which reflects back, which says I that because I'm not where Tom is, yeah. then there's something wrong with me, yeah. or blah blah blah. Yeah. And then the third thing is the world around us. Yeah. They may be saying that. Oh, Okay, all those things that you said, COVID, uh, racial unrest, the, the, uh, politics, uh, um, economy, all of those things that are yeah. going on, those are real things. But here's the deal. Once you recognize it, here's how you really feel. If yeah. it doesn't feel good, then it's time to do the second step, which is to interrupt the that pattern. pattern. Yeah. And what that means is, is to snap yourself out of it in the moment. Okay, so is it just raising my hands and putting Sometimes that million dollar smile on your face? Is, I mean, it, it, yeah. but why? Like, like we know that it's so simple and yet when you're in it, yeah. mm -hmm. it's okay. This morning, total be honest this morning, right? I wake up, I just feel a little off. I do my yoga practice. I'm dealing with the resistance in my head. Like you should be doing something yeah, else. Yeah, There's yeah, a million yeah. other things to do. And I just felt like I, so I went old school. I put on Jim Rohn, right? Like I, you can't old go school. more old yeah, school yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, come on Jim Rohn, right? Just like, and, but, but I just wasn't vibing. And literally I'm walking from the parking lot into the office and I'm like, screw it. Yeah, exactly. And I just start doing, and I'm looking Changes at, you know, everything. people that are like, where am I? If you didn't know, if you're listening, I'm like, I'm jumping up and down. I had to change my physical mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. And from there forward, I was fine. It, absolutely. Right. It <sighs> is, it's biochemically and physically yep. something happens to our entire yep. body when we move it rapidly. Yes. And, and that's really all there is to it. Yes. We have our, our brain and our bodies create hormones. Mm -hmm. it, dopamine is, is the, yes. uh, the best because it's like the love drug. It's the yep. thing that makes us feel good. It's the reward drug, but adrenaline, dopamine, um, I just all the all of the things I call it awesome sauce. Yeah. That when we move our bodies, <laughs> awesome that, sauce. You know, it's just the combination. Is when somebody is in the zone, for example, mm -hmm. I've had the privilege of working with a lot of great mm -hmm. professional athletes mm -hmm. and things like that, and we all know them to be in a zone. You know, a basketball right. player can't miss it. Yeah. You know, a football player can't miss it. Whatever. Yep. 
And that zone, we all forget that we all get in the zone yeah. every time we get in the car, every time we tie our shoes, every time mm -hmm. we do anything that we don't have to think about it and we Bingo. can do it automatically. That is our zone, which means we can tap into it. And the quickest, easiest, fastest way to do it is radical movement of the body. Yeah. It releases dopamines, endorphins, and all those things in the moment. And we there's specific physical things. You know I me, mean? I'm talking about shaking yeah, your yeah, ass yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Which there's I love, yeah. Looking up and things like that. Uh -huh. Because just like you said, and there's a residual effect. Yep. What happens is all yep. of a sudden you're no longer there. Uh -huh. That's interrupting your pattern. Right. Now what I say to people that because here's what happens. People say, Okay, well great. I say I realize I feel like crap, you know, mm -hmm. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm all these things. So I did those three things, Joseph. What mm -hmm. do I do now? Yeah. The next thing is, you now you talked about it with regard to moving your body radically, yep. but one of the things that that does, Tom, is that it does what we call interrupts the pattern. Yeah. The pattern of whatever you're thinking about in the right. moment that's unresourceful. Yep. You create a blank spot, yep. and that blank spot is a vacuum, and that vacuum is looking for something. That's the way nature is all yep. the time. It wants to be filled up. And if you do just something as simple as put a big smile on your face, it makes your brain release dopamine right yep. away. And and you're no longer in that pattern. Yep. And now you're in a different pattern. Even if you're going, does this work or any of that stuff, you're no longer there. That's right. And then from there, move on. And that, when I say condition yourself, repeating that over and over again, even when you feel good. Yeah. Like, for example, I tell people, get out your cell phone yep. and and set, you know, I tell Siri, matter of fact, let me shut this thing down so she doesn't remind me there's something that's coming up. <laughs> and I tell Siri, I say, Remind me in an hour to interrupt my pattern. Yeah. And and what that means is, is uh, you know, and everybody that's listening, write this down. Here's the formula to rapid, lasting conditioning change. There's several of them, but this is a real simple one. It's called feel bad, feel, I'm sorry, feel bad, interrupt the pattern, feel good, and celebrate. Yeah. Those four steps are the conditioning process. And what that means is set Dude, your say, phone. Say it one more time. Yeah. Feel bad. Well, we don't want you to feel bad. No, no, but I you do. will. No, no, oh, no, no, you do. I do. Okay, good. I do. I'll tell Bring you why here in a Bring second. It. Feel bad, interrupt the pattern, just like Tom and I were yep. just saying, radical body movement yep. in the moment. Yep. Feel good and then celebrate. Let me step you through them. Mm -hmm. I do want you to feel bad. I always say to people, if you yeah. come into my office uh -huh. and you got a fear of dogs, Take a guess what's going to be in the office. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be a dog because I want to scare the crap out of you. Yep. I want you to be want you to feel horrified uh -huh. so that I can move to the next step, so that I can interrupt the pattern. That's right. Because when I interrupt the pattern, guess what you're not feeling in that moment? You're not mm -hmm. feeling bad. And the brain is open going, give me something. Yep. And so that's when I say feel good in whatever means that you have to do it. Uh -huh. Smiling is the quickest thing that you can do and looking up and causing your brain to release the chemicals because your brain is going, give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. So whatever you give it. Yes. It's going to accept it. It's mm -hmm. going to grab it. It's not going to question it. Yeah. So if you do so, so cause yourself, you know, every hour or so feel bad on purpose go think about the worst thing as possible thing and then snap yourself out of it shake, shake yourself out yeah, yeah. put a smile on your face and go yes and then celebrate celebrate yeah. by patting yourself on the back or yep. doing a little dance or something like yep. that going i did it i snapped myself out of it because what the nervous system will do is it will go wait a minute i just got rewarded which is what we're all after yeah. okay for doing what? It'll look for what you got rewarded for, and you got rewarded for snapping yourself out of it. So guess what happens? Yeah. It becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy mm -hmm. that the next time you feel bad without making yourself feel bad, your, your nervous system will go, okay, wait a minute, I know how to get out of that. And it'll start to do it on its own. Yeah. And so you don't have to find yourself snapping your, physically snapping yourself out of it. You've got a better attitude going through life.
you've got a better perspective yeah. because you know we say in in nlp neurolinguistic program it's never too late to have a happy childhood yeah and what that means is, is you can't change the past but you can change how you feel about the past yep. and if you do then you'll change your perspective on that yeah unconsciously unconsciously and you'll look at it as oh that was a growth experience yeah that was what it was lastly i'll say this yeah on 2020 this is the history of 21, 22, 23, 24 down the road. What's happening right now is your history, regardless. Yep. You're going to look back on 2020, you're going to say one of two things. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I listened to Tom Ferry. I'm glad mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. invested in myself this. I'm glad I did this, even though it was uncomfortable, mm -hmm. even though it was hard for me to do, but I'm glad I did it. And that is why I prosper now. Yes. Or you're going to say, I wish I would have done this. Mm -hmm. The trick to it is to think ahead. Personal development means look ahead see what you want to be and start doing it now. Yeah. And so the, the trick to all of this stuff right now, it's a why, you know, if you're listening to us right now, it's why you're doing it because there's a part right. of you that's going, I want to learn more. I want to grow more. I want more for my life. Yeah. And, and I'm willing to sacrifice not watching Netflix for a moment or, you know, scrolling through uh, Instagram for a moment to get some information. Do you know David Goggins? I do. So, yeah. I, so I was listening to, uh, I, I interviewed him a couple times, but I was listening to one little segment. He's amazing. Uh, he, yeah. But his story about the breakthrough for him when he said, you know, you, you know his background, yeah. you know how, how, like from zero to 18, he was just tortured unmercifully and mm -hmm. just, but he said, but it finally shifted. He said, when I realized like, you know, when he was going into the Navy SEALs, he's like, you know, I didn't like my childhood. But if I think about my childhood, it actually prepared yeah. me mm -hmm. to come into this experience Cause I'm a bad mother, you know yeah, what? And he, he said, and you know yeah. what? Like, like to be a Navy SEAL, to be one of 35 African Americans mm -hmm. in the history of all Navy SEALs, mm -hmm. to be that guy, and not just one of one of the baddest of all of them. No yeah. doubt, right? I mean, I, I get like truth bumps. Yeah. So I, I mean, mm -hmm. Dave is just you know just a, a hero, right? But but that but that reframing that I think a lot of people maybe missing, like when you were saying that point before the last point, mm -hmm. it's reframing. It's like, hey, was 2020 the worst year ever? Yeah. Or was 2020 the beginning? Mm -hmm. Was 2020 the year I finally realized, hey, you know what? I gotta toughen up. You know what? I better get my immune health right. Hey, you know what? I need to love on people more. I better get my finances in order. And you know what? I gotta get my business kicking ass. And I think a lot of people, but not enough are getting that. Yeah, I think most people don't get it. Yeah. I think, and, and here's, the, here's the danger. First, that's such a good point, Tom. It's such an amazing point because- Hold on, you know, hold on. Yeah, there you go, pat yourself <laughs> on the back, there you go. Because reframing, you know, it's, it's yeah. a psychological term. Yes. Reframing for, for uh, I, I like to, tell, to simplify it so mm -hmm. everybody. Reframing is just changing your perspective. Yes. Yes. You know, the frame around how you're mm -hmm. looking at it. My childhood it, hood yep. was what it was. My childhood, I, I had know. a great childhood, but I also, when I was 17 and a half years old, you know this, three grown men tried to take my life because of the color of my skin. Yeah. And I was telling this to, uh, um, uh, you know who Ray Lewis is? Of course. Ray is yeah. a dear friend now. We're yeah. working on a project, which you guys are going to hear more about. I cool. promise you. It is, And you're, you're going to be part of this. I promise you. Awesome. And it is called Team No Excuses. And I was just speaking to him this morning. And we were kind of exchanging some some stories. And he, one of the things that made him who he was, was he had a similar experience. Uh, some, uh, let's just say, uh, bigots attacked mm -hmm. him when he yeah. was young as well. And uh, he had a shift in his life. But here's what I said to him, and he agreed with me as well. And I, and I say this to a lot of my uh, black brothers and sisters, that we have a, a level of self-loathing that other uh, races don't necessarily have. I say not necessarily have, yeah. but for a couple reasons. Because when that happened to me, I said my level of hatred was was 
over the top, but it yeah. wasn't hatred for them. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't like what they did to me. Yeah. But I hated myself. I hated myself because it was a part of me that was saying, if I didn't have this skin, then this wouldn't have happened to me. Now, I'm intellectualizing it now, but in the moment, I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't aware of this stuff. You were 17. Yeah. And so that drove me to become homeless. Yeah. And at that point, what changed it for me, you talked about Jim Rohn earlier. Yeah. Somebody gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, uh, um, uh, by Napoleon Hill. And mm-hmm. from there, I started listening to Jim Rohn. I started listening to all these things, and it changed my life. Yeah. And so what changed the most was, as you call it, the reframe. Yeah. It was my perspective of what happened. Mm-hmm. Because now that I look back on it, of course I didn't like getting my ass kicked. You know, Of course yeah. I didn't like all the things that happened. I don't like all of the things that happened to me even since then. I don't like what's going on around. Mm-hmm. However... It is what it is, is. and what are you going to do with it? Not about it, but with it, because it's part of our lives right now. And so, uh, you know, I'm just a a, a big, uh, a huge uh, component or proponent of of let's reframe your life every single day. It doesn't mean you have to look back and look at what's bad, but every single day, when you're brushing your teeth, look up. It's it's such a simple practice. Yeah. Look up, look yourself in the eyes. There's your reframe of the moment. Look yourself in the eyes and say the magic words. Say the four magic words. Your name, I love you. And as you do that, all of the things I talked about before, interrupting the pattern, release of dopamines, all of those things, conditioning, starts you to believe in yourself on a level that's unconscious. So you walk the earth with a different perspective, if you will. Yeah. You know, an expectation. I'm so glad you shared that. Someone's listening right now who's going to say, because I've heard it, I guarantee you've heard it more than I have, but Joseph, I'm just lying to myself then. Yeah. And, and I <laughs> right? agree with you. Yeah. You are. Yeah. But you know what? You're lying to yourself the other way as well. Yeah. You know, which lie are you going to tell the most? Yep. If you're saying that everything is bad, mm-hmm. you know, the, the three P's that we talk yeah. about, we think yeah. that it's permanent, pervasive, and personal. Yeah. If you're lying to yourself and saying, it's all about me, I'm doing terrible, and, and the world is terrible and all these things, mm-hmm. that's some of that is true, but what you're forgetting is that there's, like you said earlier in real estate, there's so much opportunity out there right, right. now. It's unbelievable how much opportunity there yep. is. Yep. Um, so it's, it is, a, you know, a lie means that you know better and you're saying it anyway. Yep. If I say to you, you know, hey, listen, your shirt is, is yellow. Mm-hmm. I know it's blue. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see this if you're yeah. listening to it. I know it's blue, but I'm lying because I say that it's yellow. Yep. Okay. But there's a part of me that knows that it's blue. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if you know it's a lie, then if you're saying, yeah, Joseph, you're great and you can do that and this is the truth and everything, what you're forgetting is that you're lying because there's so much great going on as well. Exactly. There's always. Uh, last thing I was, on that is I'll say that... Um, it was Napoleon Hill who said, within every adversity lies the seed Need. of equal or greater benefit. Yep. Look for it. As ye seek, right. so shall ye find. So I've gotten through question number one. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. I, of course. Right? I, I was like, this will be the first seven and a half hour Tom Ferry podcast experience. Um, so I want to go back to psychology, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I talk about mindset, you talk about mindset, everybody talks about mindset and you're right. It is just a set of beliefs you mm-hmm. have about something. 
But when you talk about psychology, it's really about like an operating system. Yeah, it is. It is. Right? Absolutely. So, so if I wanted to reinstall an operating system mm -hmm. to change my life forever, how do I do that? First, you've got to go. It, 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 there's, a, there's a process, if you will. Okay. You know what um, I love? I knew I could ask you this question and you would have the answer. Of course. I'm taking more notes than anyone else right now. Okay, let's go. <laughs> well, well, first off, there are steps to go yep. through. Yep. Step number one know what you want. Look where you want to yep. go. Yep. In other words, if you say, I got a problem, like, like for example, people come into my office mm -hmm. when I was uh, did my regular practice, and I'd go, what do you want? And they mm -hmm. go, I feel terrible. I'm yeah. depressed. And I go, okay, what do you want? And they go, I, you know, I, things are going so bad for me. And I go, yeah. what do you want? And they yeah. go, I'm depressed. And I go, what yeah. do you want? And they go, feel, I literally had a guy say this yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, he said this to me. He goes, depression washes over me like a scalding hot wave of debilitating emotion, <laughs> leaving me paralyzed. <laughs> so I I'm know, not laughing at him, I know, but that but is the, a, he has reframed that yeah, yes. and created such a beautiful narrative. Yes. He probably tells that to everyone. And he tell, more specifically, he tells it to himself because our right. words, which is going to be part of this formula yep. here, our words have the ability to change our own biochemical makeup, the blood that courses through our bodies. Yep. And so number step number one yep. is know what you want. Yep. In other clear words, and specific. Clear and very, as, as specific yep. as you possibly yep. can. And write it down. Yep. Now, I don't, and, and you're, you're sitting here with an ink pen. It's become a lost art with mm -hmm. our cell phones. And, and you know, I know I'm guilty of it as well. I, I, I can't remember the last time I actually texted like with my thumbs. I always talk to it. Yeah. Yep. But I'm saying write it down. Yep. What you write is yep. what you invite. Yeah. What you don't is what you won't. So get out old school, pad and paper, mm -hmm. you know, pencil and paper, journal, whatever, and write it down. Here's how I want to feel. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want to believe. Here's what I want. The exa you know, in all those areas, in, yep. your, in your, you know, I call it being wealthy, healthy, happy, and financially abundant. Yeah. That's, that's real wealth to me. Um, so what do I want in those areas? Mm -hmm. And what happens is as we start to write that stuff down, all that that what we were just talking about conversation comes up oh i'm not good enough i'm not yeah. smart enough i'm too black i'm too white i'm too short yeah. i'm too tall i'm yeah. all that stuff yeah. comes up yeah that's your opportunity yeah because now you know remember the steps i talked about before you interrupt know you the fit. pattern interrupt the pattern okay so step number one is know what you know what you want yep. step number two is always know your reasons why you mm -hmm. want it yep. and when i say know it write it down Awareness is always the first step. And when you write mm -hmm. it down, then your brain, then you do what I call remember. Yep. Dismember means take apart. Yep. To remember means to align and connect your conscious mind with your unconscious mind. Yep. When you lose your keys, there's a part of you that knows where you put your damn keys. Okay. But your conscious mind is going, I don't know where my keys are. I don't know where my keys are. So they're disconnected. Yep. So when you, when you finally find those keys, guess what? Connected remember okay so the trick to to step number two is you're gonna go oh here's the reason why i'm doing this my yeah. kids mm -hmm. you know buying a house for my mother it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be as as noble as things like that it can be you know i, I just want you know i'm doing it because it makes me feel good to drive a ferrari right. you know it makes me feel good to have a you know sick and tired of being sick and tired exactly. right sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck your reasons okay. why do you, so we go so much into the why right mm -hmm. and i and I, what i watch people struggle with is they give the same superficial BS answers mm -hmm. that never really get them going. Exactly. So, so I tell people like, it's answer number 17 through 25 that you finally get to the truth. Exactly. Do you have a faster mm -hmm. way to get to it? Mm -hmm. I do, I do. And it is called your physical body yeah. every single time. Yeah. 
In other words, uh, you know, I, I, I take people through processes and you've been around. Yep. If you're around me, you're going to cry at some point. Yep. I don't care how macho you are. Yep. You know, I'm going to bring tears to your eyes. And so that is my way of getting to the core quicker. Yep getting yep. to the core. Sometimes yeah. we do it with music, sometimes yeah. we do things, and I have a language pattern that I go through and yep. I take people through, that it's in, it, it, is, it is individual, it's, it's to that own person's individual beliefs about themselves, other people, the world around them. Yep. And you know, some may say that you know, <laughs> during it, they feel like they feel vulnerable, and yep. I want you to be vulnerable, because that is the place where most people don't. Remember I said earlier, mm -hmm. feel bad. Yep. I have a way of making you feel bad. Yeah. If it's quick, you know, and you're afraid of dogs, I'm going to make you feel bad with that dog. But if it's not, and it's, and, and, and by the way, I'm giving the real, you know, yeah. 20,000 foot or, you yeah. know, big brushstrokes on things here. Uh, but I'm going to find a way to get, go deep on you. Yeah. If you don't have me or you don't have mm -hmm. Tom around mm -hmm. you and you're listening to this right now, just get dirt on us with yourself. Well, I That's love right. what you just said. It's 16 through 25 that yeah. it really is. Yeah. Keep going deeper and deeper. And here's the reason why. Mm -hmm. Here's why it's so important. Step number one is your drive is what drives you to make mm -hmm. you do something. It, it, it's pushing you to do something. Yep. Step number two is your pull. Mm -hmm. It's what's pulling you mm -hmm. into something. And those two together, when you have those and you visit them real deeply and mm -hmm. you get the emotion behind them, then here's what happens. They become what's called a cybernetic loop or part of the cybernetic yeah. loop, which one feeds the other, one feeds the other, one feeds the other. Yeah. Okay. It's like a and flywheel. It's, yeah. And yeah. then step number three is always, always, well, you said it before, you've got to interrupt that pattern. Mm -hmm. Because I, like I said, you're not going to feel good when you figure out your reasons why and what you want. Because there's a part of you that's going to go, I don't have it. It's too much work. Tom has it. Yeah. Tom's got a bobblehead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I keep going back. You guys can't see it. I got, okay, we have to make sure we get him a bobblehead. Stared down by Tom the bobblehead. <laughs> and it's scaring me. I'm going to need to work, so work on myself after this. Um, interrupt the pattern. <laughs> I'll have to interrupt my pattern and go back on it. Uh, and so once you interrupt the yeah. pattern, now I'm saying interrupt the pattern now, but this is knowing all of these steps, right. then you're going to have to prepare mm -hmm. because an interruption of the pattern on its own is only going to stop things in the moment. Yep. If you don't do what's the next step is, is to add the resources that you need. Bingo. And that's emotionally, you know, mm -hmm. and, and by the way, I should, I should back up for a second. Here's what psychology is versus a mindset. Okay. Psychology are the constant, you called it operating system. Yeah. That's true. Are the constant conscious and unconscious thoughts that we have about ourselves, other people, people in the world around yeah. us, okay? Yeah. Constantly, we're constantly doing it. Mm -hmm. We're judging ourselves, yeah. we're judging other people, and we're judging the world around us. And validating nonstop, see it's real, see it's true, exactly. see it's exactly. real, see it's true, look on the TV, see the whole world's falling apart, right? Exactly. Versus like, those guys are having an interesting moment right now. Exactly. I'm and gonna go have a different moment. I'm gonna have a different moment. And by the way, that enables you to go and have another moment. That's right. Because as soon as you go, that's, you know, I always say to people, now it is so much easier with our cell phones, with, yeah. with YouTube, yes. with everything, yes to get locked in. I guarantee you we've all done this. You pick up your phone or you go to YouTube or something like that and you start looking at it and then you wake up three hours later or an hour later and you've been sucked in watching this stuff, flipping through it and you yeah. go, whoa, I should be doing something else. We never go, oh, great, I caught myself. I snapped myself <laughs> out of it. We feel bad because we did, yeah. okay? Yeah. I'm Some of you will know that moment is this. I think I drank too much last night. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. the same thing after three hours of, you know, sitting on YouTube watching like, you know, something crazy. We get hypnotized. Yeah. We get hypnotized with the yeah. same system. So, so uh, know what you want. Know what you want. 
Always understand the reasons why and go deep on it. And go right? deep Get on emotional it. Yeah. on it. Find them and go deep. Yeah. Okay. Right. And and being clear on how you want to feel, what you want to believe, and I wrote down the results you ultimately want to produce. Exactly. In, in crystal clear, interrupting the pattern, which is like David Goggins. Literally, he's like, and I found myself at two hundred ninety pounds. And I had, if you remember the story, he's like, I got 90 days to lose a hundred pounds or I can't join this, this you know, this right. buds mm -hmm. class. And he's like, so the first day I went out and he's like, I'm going to run four miles. And he goes, I was a half mile into it. And I walked back and I sat down on my couch and I cried. Exactly. And he mm -hmm. said, but then I interrupted the pattern and said, I'm going to go get on the exercise mm -hmm. bike because I might not be able to run, but I can sit on a bike and move my legs. And like, that was a good and example of like filling the void, yeah. mm -hmm. taking the right action. What do you mean by like, Adding resources because you went emotional first. Yeah, yeah. the resources are how do you want to feel? You yeah. got to answer that question. Yeah. How do you want to feel? And we all have examples of that. Yeah. No matter what, you've got happy times in your life, and it doesn't have to be specific to that thing. Yeah. If you just say I want to be happy, you could think of a thousand different times that you were happy or something that makes you happy yeah. okay yep. and then there's a process in there that we call anchoring which is just capturing that emotion yep okay and once you capture that emotion and you do it enough times over and over again that's what you put in this space so when you interrupt remember what i said before yep. we're we're going through these right now but you have to think through these things ahead of time and know what the resources what you what you want so that in that moment when your pattern is interrupted and you're going what the hell am i doing okay does this work or whatever and then you add those resources simply squeezing your piss, fist putting mm -hmm. a smile on your face grabbing that piece of paper and going oh when my child was born or the day i got married uh -huh. or the day i bought this star uh -huh. or the day i did uh -huh. this any uh -huh. of that stuff because as you think not just so shall ye feel so shall the body release the awesome sauce yeah. that makes you continue to feel that way. Yeah. And this is critical. Yeah. It seems like a lot of steps, but like I said before, feel bad, interrupt the pattern, feel good, celebrate. If you just do those things, yeah. then that'll happen. And then the last thing is celebrate. Yep. Celebrate. Now, obviously, there's a whole lot more to this, but I like to simplify things so that people can have something that they can do. Yep. So remind yourself to feel bad. Okay, first off, go through these steps. What yeah. do you want? That's the, and look, we're sitting here in October, yeah. right? Or I guess September, end of October. Mm -hmm. What do you want for the rest of the year, yeah. for 2021, for the next 10 years mm -hmm. of your life? What do you want? And then go right down through the steps. Exactly. And, and, the, and the thing about it is, is it's not a static uh, it's a not procedure. Do, it's not do it once. Yeah. It, yeah. it is, it is yeah. you're going to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You're going to do this for the rest of your life. Because here's what happens, is people go after something. Yep. You've been there. I know that. You go after something and it's hit or miss. Yep. You know, obviously by doing things like this, you increase the chances of it actually happening. Yep. But I'll give you an example. When I was uh, doing real estate, you know, my, my background in that, um, my mentor, uh, um, Robert Allen, told me never get married to a property. Yep. If, it, if the numbers don't work, d let it go. Move on. Well, there was a beautiful opportunity for me. And I broke the very first rule. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is the one. I see it. This is going to make it happen. And at the last minute, after all the work that I'd done, the person called up and goes, well, I decided to do something else. I was crushed yep. for a moment. Because of, because I'd conditioned myself, mm -hmm. what happened was I went, okay, next. Okay, that didn't work. It's my favorite four-letter word, yeah, by the way. Next, next. Next. The sooner you say yep. it. That is yep. a trigger to yep. make your brain go, perspective is, that was that, the next one's going to be better, or whatever yeah. comes through your mind. Yeah. And so the more we do that, it's like everything in life. Repetition is the mother of all skill. Repetition, your, your brain, your body cannot 
tell a difference and it yep. cannot resist repetition. Whatever you do over and over again is what is going to become your natural way of doing things. But if you want to speed it up, yep. if you want to make it so that you learn faster, so that you, you uh, incorporate a behavior quicker, it's something that I call rehearsal versus practice. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon talk about that because I actually I want to go back to anchors just for a second and I know that it'll actually segue nicely into this <laughs> when I wanted to create a new habit or a new belief and let's just say like for a lot of people listening right now it's, it's like the very last thing I wrote down like if someone's afraid to make phone calls what mm -hmm. do you tell them I like not even like long before I was able to study like Richard Bandler and John Grinder and then eventually um, I'm now spacing out his name that's horrible used to be very heavy big NLP sales trainer Kendrick Cleveland. Uh, yeah, yes, and then yeah, he lost yeah. all the weight and finally like we were probably like, oh, he actually used his own technology his on himself. On his, yeah, yeah. Right? Practices what he preaches, yeah. But before I learned all that, I understood like, hey, you know what? If I play this music before I get on the phone, mm -hmm. I feel unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And if I want to feel unstoppable on the phone, which is probably a pretty good idea when good you don't idea. really feel like making phone calls, mm -hmm. I found myself listening to certain like, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble, yeah, right? Yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Or I'd have Star Wars, mm -hmm. the movie like old school, VCR, right? <laughs> Star Wars. That's way before my time, yeah. Tom. I don't remember that stuff. <laughs> but having that playing in the background mm -hmm. and suddenly I was like, Jedi Knight, ready mm -hmm. to get on the phone. And like the lightsaber was my headset. And I would put it on as if it was like this sacred thing. There's something about creating those kind of habits and rituals. So you were, you were kind of, I think, going there. Yeah. Um, More thoughts. First off, I love the word that you just said there, rituals. Yeah. Because a ritual is just a habitual uh, process or yeah. set of, a sequence of physical things that you do, yeah. mental things that you do, yeah. which trigger an emotional thing in you. Your rituals were put on the music, yep. put on the headphones, yep. do that. You didn't know why and how you were doing it. And we could spend all day and I could, you know, yes. go deep into your, yes. insane, but who cares? Right. Do you care? It made me you know? feel good. And if I, if I felt good, I did better on the right. phone. That's so all it was. So if, if you're listening, you might be saying, well, I care because I want to find out how he, how he came about it. Well, I'm going to tell you, okay. Feel good. Interrupt the pattern. pattern. <laughs> yeah. Feel good. Celebrate. Yeah. And what that means, yep. and this is how you anchor yep. yourself. Yep. An anchor yeah. is a trigger. An yep. anchor yep. is, uh, remember I said there's five senses? Yeah. Okay. All five of our senses. Mm -hmm. An anchor, well, I'll, I'll explain it this way. Everybody knows Pavlov's dog. He took yeah. the dog, showed the dog food, ring, the, ring bell. the bell. Showed the dog food, ring the bell. And the dog would drool until pretty soon, even after the dog was fed or the dog was asleep, all he did was ring the bell and the dog would drool. What yep. he did was he transferred the visual and uh, olfactory, meaning mm -hmm. smelling, mm -hmm. uh, 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 senses mm -hmm. of that trigger that made the dog drool the food, he transferred that into the bell. Yep. And how we do it as human beings is we feel good and we play the music. Yep. Or we play the music, music and feel good. Bingo. Bingo. Either way. Bingo. And then we go, oh, that feels good. And then we do something unique in that moment. Here's how we can do it. Here's how everybody can do it. Music is such a great way to I do agree. it. I agree. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a musician. Yeah. I mean, it's just everybody. There's, find your favorite song. Yep. And when it's playing, 
Just put a smile on your face and squeeze your fist and say yes. Yeah. When it's playing, put a smile on your face and squeeze your fist and say yes. Because pretty soon, here's what will happen. When you squeeze your fist and say yes, you won't even need the music. Right. And it'll become automatic. That's how you do it. And the more you do it. Yep. And you can, you can anchor in all five of your senses. You yes. know, we've all had that experience where you smell something and it reminds you of you know, the perfume of, of your mom or, or something like that. Or you, you hear a, you know, a song and it takes you back to your first kiss or whatever it is. All five of our senses work that way. But we can utilize that. We can trigger them. Remember earlier that I said that when you come into my house, I mean, come into my office and there's a dog and I give you something when you leave mm -hmm. so that you can fortify it. That's what it is. I tell you, find a dog play the music, yep. find a dog, smile. Even if you just see it, think about yeah. a dog, smile. Yeah. Pretty soon, and you know, your brain is gonna go, this is the way I would rather be, because look, we either go towards pain or we go towards pleasure. Bingo. Okay. If we go towards pain, our brain is always going, let's get the hell out of here, let's find something that's pleasurable. Even if it is destructive to us, yep. we will go to something that is less perceived painful. Yeah. You know, that's why people do bad habits. Right. Okay, so I'm going to jump around here. Jump, baby. You don't so scare me. I know. Of course, man. Okay, you ready? Health and vitality. Yeah. So I was, I was actually looking at my 20-year vision, and then right next to it, one of the things I have in my 20-year vision is identify the world's biggest problems, isolate one, focus on it, mm -hmm. and work towards solving it. Make, make that a part of my life's mission. And I, being very honest, there's about 20 on there. I haven't. I don't have one yet that is pulling me into it, but one of them is obesity. Mm -hmm. And I, I ask myself, like, I mean, you are as fit as they come. You, you are as energetic as they come. And, and I know, like, for me, like, like I'm an energetic guy, but I, like, you raise my energy level, <laughs> right? Like, I love that. The question is, like, there's a lot of people out there right now, Joseph, that are stuck physically, Right. Especially like, now. like, mm -hmm. right. Like that, you know, like, well, you know, COVID-19 mm -hmm. and I put on the COVID-19. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's so first time I heard that. By oh, the way. Really? Oh yeah. I'm like telling everybody like, Hey man, we're going into that time of the year when everybody puts on 10 pounds during the holidays. Like maybe we need to take off the COVID-19 yeah, exactly. first and then take off another 10. Um, give, give the listeners some insight. Like, okay, tell them, first of all, tell them how old you are. I'm six. I'll be 67 in what is today. I'll be 67 in 30, 30, Four days. December what? November 6th. November, okay, November 6th. I gotta write that down. All right, so November 6th. So so when you hear 67, everyone out there watching or listening knows, we know people that are 40 and old. Dude. You yeah. with me? Mm -hmm. Right? And then there's guys like you, 67, that are like okay, 67 or 27. Like, which one? <laughs> so there is, no, there is no fountain of youth, but there are certain habits and rituals and things exactly. that create long-lasting mm -hmm. health and vitality. Mm -hmm. could, could you just shed some light on that? Like, if I, someone was listening right now and they, they just wanted it, but they've always wanted it, but they've never done it, yeah. what do they do? Re remember this. The best time to plant a tree mm -hmm. is 20 years ago. Yeah. The next best time is right now. So wherever mm -hmm. you are, yeah. you still plenty of time and it's time to do it. There's history is replete with examples of people just like you were just saying. Yeah. He lost 50 I mean he lost lost what was it 90 pounds? Like 90 pounds in like 90 days. In 90 days. It's crazy. So it is possible. Yes. So we all know this possible. It's yeah. And so I'll give you uh what I call the eight pillars remembering mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, the six pillars. Uh, remembering this that if you change and it's not some Herculean thing that you got to no. do. If you change 1% a day, 
Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, that's 360 degrees. It's yes. a completely different person, yeah. 1%. Yep. So these six things that I'm going to share with you, if you just make a little bit of a shift in each of these every single day, and when I mean every day, get out Siri and tell mm-hmm. her to remind you, mm-hmm. and they go like this. The air we breathe, uh, I'll be more specific about these, but I'm going to give you the, the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, list first. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, the thoughts we think, the moves we make, the words we speak. It even rhymes. Air we breathe, water we drink, food we eat, thoughts we think, moves we make, words we speak. Okay? By design. Okay? You know, now, let's that. start at the very beginning. You know I love that. All right. Breathing is number one. It's yep. the most important thing that you yeah. do. But yeah. most people take it for granted. Yes. Most people, okay, if you're, you know, I'm going to do it in front of the camera here, but yes. I'll explain it to you if, if you're not watching. As I'm taking a deep breath in, you'll watch me. My shoulders are coming up. My chest is coming out, my stomach is going in, and my head is coming back. And I actually get about a quarter of an inch taller uh, as I'm doing that. And that is how most people breathe. But because oxygen is the most important thing to your energy, to your health, to your immune system, to everything, you can't go more than three minutes without oxygen before your brain starts to die. You want to get 100% of the oxygen that you can get in you. And when you're breathing like that, you're literally collapsing the bottom third of your lungs. You're missing at least a third. And some, if you're sitting down, it's mm-hmm. 50% of the oxygen capacity because the stomach is coming in. Most people, when they take a breath, they're going like this. And the reason that that's happening is they're actually pushing their diaphragm up, which is collapsing the lungs. And you're trying to fill up. The, and if you've ever seen lungs, they're smaller at the top. Yeah. And you're trying to fill up the biggest part or the smallest part up here, which is the least effective part of your lungs. So once a day, remember, Siri is your friend. Yeah. Technology is your yeah. friend. Say, Siri, remind me to breathe. And just stop and take 10 deep diaphragmic breaths. You'll get lightheaded in the moment yep. until you've done it a few times. If you get lightheaded, it means that you need to do this more till pretty soon. And what happens is if you take these deep, deep breaths, just bring, take, take it in down here in your, in your abdomen and let it out. Ten of those and then just go about your day. You're breathing anyway, right? Right. right. What will happen? More energy right yep. away. Instantly. Energy is electricity. Most people think of it as just get up and go, but what makes you get up and go is the electricity, the literal voltage that's going through your system. So when you breathe, you in, you create, you, you cause what are called these piezoelectric cells, which are our muscles, to release electricity, and you start to feel better. Your immune system, everything about you, you look better, all those things. Second thing is water that you drink. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting here, both of us, you're drinking tea, I'm drinking water and yep. things like that. Try to put as few purity, you know, impurities into the water that you can. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we've, already, we've always heard this thing about you should drink, you know, eight glasses of water every single day. That ain't going to happen with most people. No. Tell Siri to remind you every two hours to drink a glass of water. That's it. Yep. Just a glass of water. It's simple. Yeah. Because the same thing. When you drink water, water conducts electricity. As soon as your body has water and your cells need the water, they need it to lubricate. They need it to create compounds. They need all those things. But But I know people that have lost weight just because they started to drink exactly. more water, but it means they also stopped drinking something else. Something else. But they stopped having the yeah. Diet Coke and the exactly. you know, yada, yada, yada. But here's the other thing that most people don't understand. Yeah. And, and you hit, it, you hit the mm-hmm. nail on the head because when we drink anything else mm-hmm. with anything else in it, especially sugar or impurities mm-hmm. and things like that, the body has to use more energy to filter that stuff out. Bingo. And because it's doing that, it is storing fat and not getting fat. The other mm-hmm. thing is how we lose weight is mm-hmm. through our urine when yes. we pee. That's yes. how it leaves your body. It doesn't just burn off magically. You're not no. sweating it out. It no. goes out through your urine. So yeah. the more you drink, the more you pee, the more you pee, the better you'll feel, the better oh, you'll feel, the more weight you lose. The more I pee, the 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 more weight I lose. Exactly. I'm going to have to like write that one down. Exactly. That's good. Some it's, of you are like, it's, it's true. what is it? Where is the direction of this podcast yes. going? Yeah. So 
Uh, so air, water, food. Food. Food's the tough one for people. It, it is for most people, but yeah. here's the deal. Your body wants to eat the right stuff. Yeah. It truly does. Yeah. The reason it doesn't is that we have been psychologically hijacked mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have we have conditioned ourselves and, and unfortunately, with food, it is a, it's literally a drug. The more sugar you put in your system, the more of uh, the toxins that we put in our system, our system craves it more. Yeah. Sugar is uh, uh, as addictive, as, if not more addictive, than cocaine and other drugs as well. Uh -huh. Because there's a dopamine And it's release. legal. And, and it's, it's in everything. It's in everything. Um, you know, interesting fact. Uh, years ago, remember years ago, you're old enough to remember mm -hmm. where you used to call uh, rich people fat cats. Oh, yeah. Right? And you know yeah. why? Yeah. Because back in the 1600s, when, uh, and if you look at the, the pictures of wealthy people and the rich people back there, they were obese. All fat. Yep. And here's the reason why. Because sugar was very expensive. Mm -hmm. Sugar came from the Far East and mm -hmm. China and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So it was, imp it was very expensive to get here. Well, now it is the cheapest commodity now and it's in everything. Yep. So the obese people are the ones that are eating because it's cheap. It's cheap food. It's in yes. everything. So, yeah. so the reason I say that is when you think of food, your body, if you get away from it, for any length of time, especially drinking water and breathing, mm -hmm. then your body is going to go, I'm, I crave the things that are good for me. Yeah. Here's a really simple thing. First off, I would say to people, make a fist. And, and you, you make your fist and put it up against your stomach. Okay, mm -hmm. That is the size of, of your stomach, just your fist. Okay, Now imagine that burger, that shake, and all that stuff trying to fit into that fist. <laughs> If you if your plate what's on your plate is bigger than your fist there then you're stretching your stomach and you're getting more food than you need okay mm -hmm. now if you if you're still hungry after you eat it means you need to breathe and you need to drink more water period end of story lastly I'll say this so so very very simple stop right there that's it right yeah that's but, it but, I'm sorry but here's, here's, yeah. the, here's how you defeat yeah the programming that has already yeah. happened to yeah. you and that is this first off you got to understand the mechanics of how we work. When we eat, you've heard this before, mm -hmm. digestion starts in the mouth, right? Mm -hmm. You put food in your mouth, you chew it up. That's called the bolus when you're chewing that food. Mm -hmm. The body releases saliva. Saliva is an acid, mm -hmm. but it's not just so that it breaks it down and get it ready for digestion. It has a very specific uh, purpose. When it breaks it down, your tongue absorbs that whatever is in that food, that food, and it sends a signal to your brain that tells your brain what nutrients are in that food. Nutrients are the only thing your body needs. It doesn't need the calories mm -hmm. as much as it needs the nutrients. Yep. It needs the nutrients because the nutrients are the building blocks for the cells to create compounds and to duplicate themselves. Okay, so when you eat that, your brain says, okay, this food has this many nutrients in it, so I only need this much food. I don't need all this other stuff. Example is if I gave you a banana mm -hmm. and you ate that banana, Tom, and you never had a banana before, you're, you would go, this is pretty good, but you probably wouldn't ask for another one. And as a matter of fact, think about it. How many times in your life have you eaten more than one or two bananas? Uh, yeah. Hardly ever. Most yeah. of us, one banana. And here's the reason why. Because a banana has almost 90, almost 100% of all the nutrients that your body needs to live. You could literally live on bananas. So when you bite a banana, the same process happens. It sends a signal to your brain. It says, this banana has all the nutrients I need. I only need one banana. Yeah. So it tells the stomach, you don't have to be hungry anymore. Eat mm -hmm. one banana, you're done. Mm -hmm. okay? But if I give you a French fry, if I give you a potato chip, you'll eat those till they're gone and uh -huh. you'll, 
lick your finger and, and just, uh-huh. you know, stop it. And here's the reason why. The food has been chemically altered to shut off that mechanism. So it's, it's, it's economics 101. If I can get more of my food in you, you're going to buy more. That's right. So what they do is they shut it off. Here's the other thing. is that they're, remo- you get- they're removing all of the stuff that shoots to your brain and says, exactly. you're full and I need this. It it's means saying- the food you're eating doesn't it isn't needed by your body and your but your bodies keep going i want more yeah. i want more i want more I, yeah. want I want more if you become 10 to 15 pounds overweight it mm-hmm. starts to shut it off as well that is why obese people people mm-hmm. that have a lot of weight on them they can't stop eating because the brain is going i need this the brain's going i need more food i'm starving mm-hmm. people that are are that are overweight are actually starving they are nutritionally starving yeah so Here's the solution. Number one, you got to interrupt that pattern. You got to drink more water. You got to eat more. Yeah. Uh, uh, drink more. Drink more water. Breathe more. Then you've got to do this. You've got to, like I said, look at your fist. Make sure that your food that you're eating is at least seventy percent fruits and vegetables. Bingo. Seventy percent. Now you say, well, I love pasta. Well, you can still eat pasta, but you know, thirty percent of it. Mm-hmm. You know, at least seventy percent food and water. You know, I know vegetarians that are overweight. I do too. You know, and because, you know, they still eat, you know, some of the other things that are there, but it's, not, it's water content food. Next. And I'm giving you, obviously, this is a super, This super, is like day four of uh, of the UPW. I mean, yeah, you're, you're giving it, them an eight-hour yeah. seminar right now yeah, in like and, and it's in 14 so, minutes. So, so quick. Uh, food we eat, uh, thoughts we think. Yeah. Okay. We already talked about that yep. before, you know. Yep. If you, like you just said, I love what you just said earlier about you look in the future and you go, here's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want to look like this. I want to feel like this. I want this stuff. Think of it that way. Yeah. You know, thoughts we think means as you're eating your food, imagine that that food is just giving your cells the nutrients that they need and burning that, you know, all that stuff and everything. Yeah. Uh, Next is the moves that we make. Yeah. If you just freaking walk. Yeah. Right. Get out and walk. You know, half hour, 45 minutes a day at a brisk walk. Yep. You know, you don't have to get on a treadmill and go crazy. Is that going to accelerate things? Yeah, yes. maybe. But but for most people, it's not because because I, I always say if we give people simple things to do, then they'll probably do them. If you give them the hard things to do, if they if I take go to the gym and work out like yeah. like our friend, you know, you're not going to do it day number two because your muscles are going to hurt so bad that That's you're going right. to go that hurt. I'm not going to do it again. So get out and walk. Excuse me. Last are the words that we speak. Mm-hmm. Talk to yourself. And talk to, you know, if you're listening to me now, blame it on Tom. Go, I was listening to Tom's podcast and he had this freak (laughs) on there and this is what he was saying. Okay. Talk about it. Yes. You know, like I said, go to the mirror, look yourself, teach what you know. Yeah. You know, there's a part of me that's going, I'm being an imposter, but going, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Here's how I don't yes. be an imposter. I'm going to eat this. So words, or air we breathe, water we drink, food we eat, thoughts we think, moves we make, uh, words we speak. Yeah. And that's a real quick overview of it. I love but, it. I would just put an S at the end and put sleep. Well, right. here's the deal. Yeah. That's, I, I, I actually yeah. would say I, I sleep. We take, yes. you know that from before. Yeah. I, we, but all those things happen as a result of all this stuff. Yes. I only removed yes. it because people say, well, I don't sleep well and everything. Well, you don't sleep well because just air we breathe, water we drink, you know, all those yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to hit you with two questions. Uh, and then I've got a, a bunch more. This is super awesome. I really appreciate <laughs> okay. you. Um, so, so one of my buddies said, "Hey, ask him. Uh, ask him what he's taught Tony, and what has Tony taught you?" Oh wow, that's a great question. Well, uh, the thing I would say what I've taught Tony is everything he knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's the right I answer. But I'm bummed. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I, I think I'd have to ask him. I've never really thought that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never really thought that. You know, one thing that Tony always says, he goes that everybody is superior to me in some way. 
That's right. Everybody knows something yeah. uh, that I don't know. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's not just saying that to be gracious. It's the yes. truth. And then he says, but I also know that I'm superior to somebody else. So I've never asked him that question. And uh, um, what do you think he would say? Um, I, I know what he would say. He would say, you, you taught me how to take things lighter. Yeah. You, you've taught me how to laugh at myself more. You've taught me how to uh, to be more joyful. Because it is a, a kind of a constant conversation that I have with him. It's like, lighten the freak up, dude. It's just like, you know. I had a feeling that was it. I mean, yeah. just kind of, yeah. I mean, watching the two of you and your dynamic, um, you know, like he's an intense guy, right? You're an intense guy, but, mm-hmm. but you bring light and energy and joy and, you know, and you can deliver and you can be powerful and you can crush and do all that stuff. Like, it's a nice balance. Well, I, I, I pride myself on that. And I got I to gotta give him credit for a lot of things because the second question was what I learned yeah. from him. That's like a loaded question. There's a lot of things. I know. Um, uh, you know, I came into his world with a, a, a substantial amount of knowledge about psychology and about, you know, how people function and so on and so forth. And, and he's taught me a lot of things, practical application of it, yeah. I guess, you know, because, yeah. and I'll never forget this. One of the things when I went to his very first seminar, I watched him take somebody that had, a, I think it was a fear of heights that I was taught that's going to take months and years for sure. He wiped it out very quickly. That's when I got hooked and I said, I got to learn that stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so speed. Yeah. Right. Speed in real time. And effectiveness in being able to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You ready? Three, mm-hmm. three sort of questions. Again, it's like I, people kind of knew I was going to interview. So like, mm-hmm. like, ask him this question. Hey, Joseph, uh, someone you love has low self-esteem. Someone mm-hmm. in their teens, maybe mm-hmm. in their early 20s, could be in their 30s, 40s, or 50s. <laughs> but, but speaking of the, the teenager, the, you know, mm-hmm. the early 20s with all the uncertainty, low self-esteem, how do you help them? Well, here's the deal. First off, it's the same formula that I gave you. You, you remember this saying? I think I said this at yeah. our event. If yeah. you don't ask them what they want, yeah. on some level, they know you don't know. Yeah. And they will think, they'll, they're gonna, they'll feel like you're trying to get them to do something for you and not for them. Yeah. And so the, sometimes the hardest people to help are the people that are closest to us. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're not the person to do it. Right. So ask them, what do you want? Yep. And go through the same thing that I just told you before. They're going to go, some of them are going to go, none of your business, or I don't know, or whatever. And you go, okay, that's great. When you feel like talking about it, let me know. Because I got a way that I can help you get what you want. Yeah. And then come back to them, and then come back to them, and come back to them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they will go, well, you know, I just want to feel better. You know, mm-hmm. And you do, don't ask them what's wrong, because they mm-hmm. know what's wrong. They're going to tell you, I don't feel good about myself. And then you're going to go, the average person is going to go, well, listen, you're great. You, why yeah. would you feel bad yeah. about yourself? You know, you're this, you're that. And, and like, I learned not, this a long time like, ago. You're not listening to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not getting me. Mm-hmm. When uh, it, it just blew me away, and fortunately, and one of my ten teachers was uh, John Grinder, you know, mm-hmm. from from NLP, yeah. um, and uh, uh, Richard Bandler, and and so I remember, you know, I kind of opened my office and I was, and I just put it out there. If you have low self esteem, if you have whatever's going on, come to me and I'll help you with it. And so this beautiful woman walked into my office. Uh, on a scale from one to ten, she was a thirteen. Yeah. And she, and I said, well, how can I help you? And she goes, uh, uh, traditionally goes, well, I feel terrible. You know? Yeah. She said, I feel ugly. Mm-hmm. I feel. And, and first, my, my brain wanted to go. Are you freaking kidding, kidding me? me? Yeah, Have right. you seen you? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what I think. Uh-huh. 
the, the reality was that's what she's feeling. And then through the process, I kept going on, well, what do you want? What do you want? And she goes, I don't want to feel this way. And I go, well, what do you want? And gradually she would go, you know, I want to feel like I'm worthy. I want to feel like I'm this. And then I got something I can work with because yeah. then I can ask, well, how does that feel? What does that look like? Give me an example of that. And when I can get that, then I can anchor that, like I mm-hmm. said before, and I can start to pull her out of that through the same process that I did. Yeah. So somebody that has self, low self-esteem, number one, remember, here's what low self-esteem is. They have a negative perception of themselves, other people, and the world around them. It is not just of themselves. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you, you may think that somebody's got low self-esteem. They're just going, well, I feel because I'm not worthy. But the reason they're feeling they're not worthy is because they think other people think that they're not worthy as well. Right. And because they think that the rest of the world is valuing them this way. And it's called imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome is, is if you really knew what I know about me and what I feel about me, you wouldn't have the opinion that you would about me. Yeah. And so, so the trick is, number one, ask them what they want. Once you figure out what they want, then go through the process that I before that I did before. Mm-hmm. Help them figure out what they want. Help them figure out why they want it. Yeah. And, and by the way, in that process, the brain is rewiring. Our brain is malleable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is constantly making neuro associations and connections physically. So just the, the searching process, as they're looking for it, they're starting to feel better. Yeah. The other thing that I'll say to this to, uh, is my dad taught me this a long time ago. He said, the best thing that you can do for poor people is don't be one of them. My dad told me the yeah. same exact thing. And he didn't yeah. mean just money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is going to sound don't, incredibly arrogant as I say this. Don't be poor here. Exactly. Don't be poor here. Mm-hmm. Right. You said, uh, and, and again, I'm going to preframe this by saying yes. this is going to sound arrogant, but I don't mean it to be. And I'm only saying this because I want everybody to get that this is a very real thing. The electromagnetic energy that we put off. Mm-hmm. affects other people around us. At your work, at your uh, seminar, I told mm-hmm. everybody about this. And so the reason people feel good when I'm around, people mm-hmm. feel good when I'm mm-hmm. around, is because I feel good and the electromagnetic right. energy that I'm putting off. Yep. So I'm not saying approach somebody that got low self-esteem and go, hey, look at me, I feel good, you should feel good as well. I'm yeah. just talking about yourself. Get yourself in, and it can be a calm, it can be a peaceful, but yeah. raise your energy level. Mm-hmm. Drink some water, have yep. some breaths and everything. Yep. Put yourself in a peak state as you go towards them. Lastly is this, it's called matching and mirroring them, rapport. Mm-hmm. Is don't go in there and, you know, when they're slumped over there like that, don't go in there, hey, stand up, you know, you need to be, you know, all that kind because of, they're just gonna give you the middle finger and say, right. I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Approach them the way that they are. The yeah. tone of voice that they're saying, the you know, even the posture that they're having in the moment. This is Milton, this is Milton Erickson, Milton Erickson 101. The, yes, it is. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Because what you do yeah. is then you can bring them along. Yeah. Well, you build rapport. Yeah. Rapport. You match yeah. them, their energy first. You don't walk in and say, come on, let's go. Exactly. Right? Um, to the layperson, rapport is just what we call align and redirect. Yeah. Align with yep. them. Align yep. with them by being, you know, say the same, uh, you know, talk like them, be like them, uh, you know, as much as you can, and then you can redirect them. Yeah. If you don't, you're you're batting yourself up against a brick wall. Love it, love it. I know a lot of people. That that's gonna help a ton of people out there. So I got another one. You ready? If mm-hmm. someone was struggling with addiction, is there anything different? Depends on what the addiction is. The the, the process is still the same. Yeah. But it also depends on what the addiction is, mm-hmm. because oftentimes some addictions carry with them a chemical. Uh, uh, change alcohol yeah. drugs you know weed whatever you're literally putting something in your body that changes your biochemical makeup yeah. the process is still the same you still got to go what do i want why do i want it and you got to interrupt the pattern yeah it's just it, it is just that the timing of when you do those things especially the interrupt the pattern is going to be important i'll give you an example when a person is in the throes of an addiction let's mm-hmm. just use alcohol for mm-hmm. example 
when they're drunk is not the time to be to to make the change okay you got to catch them because listen here's what happens when mm -hmm. i'm just going to use alcohol as an yeah. example they, they, they drink so that they feel better right but the chemical that's making them do that is altering their brain yeah but at some point you know they feel better and they go okay and their brain is going okay this doesn't feel so good but it's better than what i was feeling before when it starts to wear off when it starts to wear off and it starts to go away is when they feel the worst because then they're going you know you know this thing has got me you know I, I you know i screwed this up again and so on and so forth that's the time to interrupt the pattern yeah that's the time because you've got less of the chemical in your mm -hmm. body that's affecting you and they're okay. emotional and they're listening everything they're they're having the conversation in their own head they're doing it anyway it's right? just a pattern it's just a thought process yeah. you know? i love it thank you for that all right mm -hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna go a totally different direction okay megapreneur 60 20 20. yeah you nailed this at the summit i had a lot of people raving about it so so, so talk to people about, first of all, megapreneur, what does it mean? Yeah. And then 60, 20, 20, how do they apply it? Yeah. Um, uh, first off, a megapreneur is a term that I made up. <laughs> I know, which I love, I love. <laughs> and here's what I use. A megapreneur is an entrepreneur that, mm -hmm. two things. Number one, it's that upper, I'm going to say three to 5%, mm -hmm. probably less. Yeah. Three to 5% of people in whatever field that operate at that highest level. Right. You're a megapreneur. Yeah. You know, people yeah. look at you and they go, good God, you know, if I was Tom, yeah. you know, I do this because your level of success, mm -hmm. especially in this field, but, but let me, let me requalify re that. What you're doing, which is so great is you're bringing other people and giving right. them the tools, the processes, yep. the strategies all the way around that they can be more like you. Okay. Yeah. But not, the reality not like, is not like me, the best version of them, but the best yes, version of yes, them, yes, but, yeah, but, but in but their it, brain, but they, hit new yeah, levels for guess sure. What they say, yeah. I want to be like Tom. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they say, when I ask people, what do they want? Yeah. People will go, I want to be like Tom. I want to have his income. I want to have his yeah. happiness. I want to have yeah. all of these yeah. things. Okay. So in their brain, they're using you as the model. We started off Correct. by saying oh, they're going to model. Okay. Yep. So, so a megapreneur is somebody that operates at that highest level in whatever it is that they do. Yep. And here's what I mean by that. Your level of success. I know you. Yeah. Your level of success is not just financial. Yep. Your level of success. You're a healthy guy. You got a great family. You're happy all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's ever a time that I've seen you that you're not that far away from mm -hmm. a smile. Yeah. Okay. And you're a happy guy. You got all. So you're a megapreneur. So my guess is that whatever you go after, you're going to be in that upper two to three percent. Do you have that belief about yourself? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Then you're a megapreneur. And so I use myself as an example yep. of that as well, because it's a system. I'll tell you about the 60, yeah. 20, 20 system yeah. in, a, in a moment. But whatever I go after, I have that absolute certainty as well. Yeah, I've you know, and I've had this since I created this and, it, it, mm -hmm. you know, now I've got it to a science and I can teach it. But yeah. in the very beginning, it was honestly, it was just for myself because I recognize when I was homeless, I recognize that I had to be different not only than what I was, but when I said, when I wrote down what I wanted, it was pretty, very high aspirations, especially because I was living in a cardboard box. I don't and think, I don't know if people actually got that. Yeah. When I was homeless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, going. When, when I got attacked, yeah. uh, it, it destroyed me. It took away yeah. my, my pride, my self-esteem, my dignity and everything. And I became homeless. I lived in a cardboard box behind an old drive-in theater in Lancaster, California. Yep. And what changed it was, like I said, somebody gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich, and I you know, was on that journey. But here's the deal, is that that level of certainty that I have, that you have, it's not yeah. arrogance. No. You know, we're talking about it now and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But for the most part, I don't walk around and neither do you go and look at me. You know, I'm amazing. We just have that thing about us, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's energetic as well. My, I, and my journey was, when I was homeless, I wanted a home. 
But I didn't just think, okay, uh, you know, I just want a, a home. I said I want to own a home. I wanted to own a home. That's, I didn't have any that's money. That's big. Yeah. That's big when you're homeless. I literally, and I'm going to give away my age. Mm-hmm. Well, I already told you my age. Yeah. I collected Coke bottles. Yeah. I collected yeah. uh, Coke bottles and cans and things like that, and I saved up, and I painted curb uh, numbers on the curb. I did everything I could to earn the, I think it was like 350 bucks to go to Robert Allen's course about buying uh, houses for no yeah. money down. I, and I remember be- the book. Because, yeah. I had the, because I had the formula, yep. the 60-20-20 formula, the process mm-hmm. that I was doing, because they always say process is progress, not knowledge. Yep. And because I would do it, whatever I went after, I sat in his classroom at the end of it. I'll never forget this, Tom. He looked at all of us and he goes, there's 500 of you in here. I just taught you 50 ways to buy houses for no money down. He said, but only 50 of you are actually going to buy a house. He said, out of that 50, two of you are going to buy more than two, uh, one house. And he says, out of that two, one of you is going to go on and, and make something of yourself. And when he said that, I went, I got the system. That's my That's badass. Me. That's yeah. me. And so... Hey, just give them for context, how many homes did you end up buying? 120, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 26 houses yeah. in less than a year and a half's time. Yeah, yeah. 26, 26 properties. Yeah, 26 properties. And I still benefit from those now, you know, across the board. And so, but here was the, here was the deal. Yeah. I was doing that because you know what my reason why was? I wanted to be a musician. Yeah. I was doing that because even when I was homeless, that was the thing, is I always wanted to be a musician. So once I did that, I'm condensing it, then yep. I went on to become a musician. Yep. I told you, I signed a deal with CBS Records in 1990, uh, and it was more money than I'd ever seen in my life, made records and did all those things. The amount of people that succeed in that industry, minuscule. You got, it's mega, mega, mega preneur. Yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't because I was such a great musician. Yeah. It wasn't because I was better than anybody else. I just knew the formula. Next, um, I, I wanted to... Uh, create because when that went away, I wanted to create some more residual income. So mm-hmm. I I joined a network marketing company. Yeah, you know, and the name of the company is is irrelevant. But I rose to the top of that company's pay uh, schedule uh, in uh, 22 months. A, a trek that they say is a five to ten year trek. Yeah, and it wasn't because I was again the best at. It. I just knew the formula. Uh, and I, you know, got a six-figure income, and I still get that income to this day. Mm-hmm. I get it to this day, and I've retired from it. It's thirteen years, fourteen years ago now. Yeah. Okay. Next, I wanted to be an author because I wanted to spread the news. Yeah. I just wrote. As a matter of fact, it just came out today. It's on Amazon. Uh, my my seventh book. Uh, it's it's called Dare to Be Magnificent. But my very first book that I wrote became a New York Times mm-hmm. bestseller. New York Times bestseller. How many authors get to be at that level? It's a very, small very small percentage. It's even smaller than that, three to five yep. percent. And then, uh, and then, lastly, uh, you know, I wanted to be a presenter. I wanted to to, to speak to people because I thought that that was a way that, that I could give back. And as you know, prior to COVID, and yeah. now, by the way, it's even more. Yes. Before before COVID, I was in front of easily fifteen to twenty thousand people every single month. Yeah. And and now that COVID's over, now it's even more because now we're doing virtual. We do that every week. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And so all of those things, I share that with you because I have a formula. The formula is, and and so everything that I approach, I approach with that same process. Mm -hmm. The sixty twenty twenty rule is, and you might want to write this down. It is that valuable. And even if you don't, you know, I I never see you again. I want you to understand the fundamentals of it. Okay. We've all heard the 80-20 rule. Yep. The 80-20 rule is is that anything in life is eighty percent psychology. Mm And 20% mechanics. That is why you see people that they're not as smart as you, they're not as as, as talented as you, but they're more successful than you. Mm-hmm. It's because they have a different psychology. Yep. Now, 
I added to it because in, in the process, there's things that you can do. And so I call it the 60-20-20 rule. It's 60% psychology, still the biggest piece. And remember, psychology is how you think about yourself, the perception you have about yourself, other people in the world around you. And within all these things, obviously, I, you know, I show you how to do those things, uh, how to shift those things. 60% uh, psychology, 20% energy, mm -hmm. energy, electricity, how you generate it, how you have it, how you create it, how you store it, energy. Yes. Because that is going to give you what you need to do anything that you need to do. We all know what to do. We don't lose, we don't not lose weight because we don't know how to lose weight. You quit putting so much food in this hole. Move your body, you'll lose weight. Yep. We don't become successful in real estate because we don't know, because it's not because we don't know how. You know, you, you we, we everything, run out of steam. Yeah, we, we, don't, we, have we don't have the energy to do it. We yep. don't have the psychological, emotional, yep. or physical energy to do it. So you've yep. got to get that around. And it's simple. Yep. I didn't say it's necessarily easy, but it's simple. And once yep. you start doing it, it becomes a geometry thing. Here's the catchy part of it. Here's the part of it. And I don't have my props with me, so I can't show you. And the, uh, the other 20% is magnetism. Yeah. Magnetism. Now, this is not the secret and the laws of attraction. That's part of it. Yeah. That's part of it. Of well, course, called, that that's works. called knowing what you want and thinking about it and dreaming about it and the, you know, the reticular activating yeah. system. All that stuff that knows, works. Right? But, but check this out. Yeah. Uh, and first off, th that whole process that you just mm -hmm. talked about there, and the, you know, the secret, the laws of attraction, it's a 5,000 year old philosophy. Exactly. With very little process. Yes. Very little process. Yeah. Um, so, so, so magnetism is this. You know, I usually I, I should carry them around with me. I'm sorry I didn't bring it, but we're well. You can see me now. But but if you if you take a magnet, mm -hmm. which how you made the magnet is you imbued that iron with electricity, with mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. Okay, you had to have the intention, which was the psychology, to make it a magnet. You made it a magnet by giving it electricity. Once you've given it that electricity, it becomes a magnet forever. Mm -hmm. And anything steel comes along, it will attract itself to that steel, okay? You have to move that steel to it within a certain distance for it to, to connect to it, okay? But that's called attraction. Magnetism is different. Magnetism means what works even better is two magnets. Yeah. If you have two magnets, you hold them together, clack, you can put them apart and they'll draw, they're towards each other all the time. Yeah. Now this gets a little cosmic, but it's real. You just mentioned before that I taught at the University of Southern California. I had to prove this to these engineers, yeah. you know, over and over again. And so, so bottom line is there is a process to magnify yourself and magnify whatever it is that you want. My personal belief is that we all have the ability to magnetize ourselves, to attract and bring into our lives the situations, the circumstances, even the material things that we desire. And what that means is you can chase something all day long. If you take those magnets and you turn them over and you, you push it again, it'll run away from mm -hmm. each other. That's called yep. sabotage. Yeah. And when we don't have that, and that's what most people are doing. They're sabotaging, starting with their psychology and their energy, and they're pushing it away. But as soon as you flip that, that polarity, guess what? That thing that you want is racing towards you, and you're racing towards it, and there's nothing else like it. And everybody's experienced that. Everybody's, everybody's yeah, experienced that. No like, doubt. I wanted it, and bam, it happened. It and happened, we've all experienced yeah. the, I want it, and it just felt like I was chasing it forever, and the closer I got, the farther it ran away. We pushed it away, and we call that sabotage as well. Yeah. We sabotage ourselves. We don't show up for those meetings. We don't yeah. make those phone calls. We yeah. procrastinate. We hesitate. We do all those things. Yeah. And all that stuff can be changed through uh, uh, through th that 60-20-20 rule. Yeah. So, so if there was... 
two books, three books, something like, you know, like if, if someone wants to go deeper, obviously you have seven books, right? So they should Google you and they should <laughs> yeah. read all seven and, and congratulations on your seventh book. Oh, thank That's you. bananas. Thanks for bringing me a copy, by the well, way. Well, I didn't, I don't even have it yet. It just, okay. we just, we ju okay. it just showed just up on Amazon. Released. I will, I will sign one and give it to you. I would yeah. appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. So what books would you recommend? What are some of the books that, that moved you the most? The number one book is Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Think yep. and Grow Rich. Yep. It is the foundation. You know, I was fortunate yeah. in that I was at that place at my absolute worst when somebody uh, gave me that book. I had no idea about the book. Okay, you ready? Okay. Have yeah. you ever seen this app? This is the, oh man, let's see, hold on here. Yep. This is the old school, I haven't looked at it in a while, but it's the Think and Grow Rich and it actually has uh, the 11 principles yeah, yeah. on yeah. video and it's Napoleon Hill going, I've seen it, yes. how do you do? Yeah, so nice to see you. Black and white, you, just, right? yeah, he just, he's old then. Right? And that was a hundred years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yes, I'm a huge yeah. fan. If you haven't, like audio, Earl Nightingale did a beautiful version of it, right? My dad's oh, mentor, it was fantastic, like, like a reading of it that was yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Think and Grow Rich, what's number two? Number two is called Outwitting the Devil. Ooh, I've not read Guess what? Here, here's the, the deal. Devil. You're going to be blown away by this. Yeah. Guess what's written by? Who? Napoleon Hill. Oh. You don't even know this there. Let me tell you a little bit about the yeah, book yeah. and why please, it's so important. Please. Okay. The book was written with Think and Grow Rich. They were all one uh, book. Oh, yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. Now remember, okay. Think and Grow Rich was written in 1938, 37. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, when he wrote the book, mm -hmm. he was commissioned by Andrew Carnegie to yeah. interview yeah. the successful people of the time, find yeah. out what they had in common. But he also wrote the second part of it, which is called mm -hmm. Outwitting the Devil. And if you remember, if we think about when you're, when you're reading um, Think and Grow Rich, towards the end of it, he starts to talk about masterminds mm -hmm. and he starts to talk about using your imagination yeah. to, and he would use his imagination to say that I'm sitting in a room with Abraham Lincoln and all these yeah. people. Yep. Okay. That was super freaky back in the 30s. Yes. yes. Think and Grow, I mean, Outwitting the Devil is he has a conversation with the devil. Wow. And it, when, when you read the book, and by the way, the, however, uh, mm -hmm. well, my recommendation, here's how I read books now, get the audio book yep. and get the hard copy yep. so that you can, because remember, use your hand mm -hmm. and underline it and, and highlight it and things like that. But when you're reading out within the devil, I just got truth bumps that uh, you're yeah, saying yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. You will swear that it's written about today. You, it, was, it, was, it was only published in 2011. They kept it. They did not publish it because yeah. they thought people would read it and go, this guy's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so they didn't publish it. So the, his family yeah. published it in, in 2011. When I first read it in 2011, I, I thought, well, gosh, you know, you would swear. First off, when you read it, you're going, this is not written by a normal human being. Yeah. This kind of insight is unbelievable. Uh, but it is from a psychological standpoint, it'll make you go, and because one of the greatest things about Think Grow Rich and about, about um, outwitting the devil is it's not just words and knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's here's what you can do to get a result. Right. You know, and so there's that one. And then, of course, I would suggest my latest book. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, it, it's called tell, tell us again. The name of the Dare book is Dare to Be Magnificent. Dare to Be Magnificent. Now, let me let me just give you a little real yeah. quick yep. why you want to read this book because magnificence to me is magnifying mm -hmm. the essence of something. You already have an essence about you that is already powerful. That is already yep. a, a winner. You know, all that stuff you, you beat out, you know, 60 billion other sperms, all that stuff and everything. It's already in you. Yeah. And all this is about, these are the lessons that my father taught me. These Very are the cool. five keys, key lessons that mm -hmm. my father taught me to have uh, a magnificent life. 
And I credit, and I always say to people, if you grew up without a father, which a great deal of people didn't, yeah. or if you grew up with a father that didn't have these attributes, mm -hmm. I humbly offer my dad uh, to you to, to learn from him. And my dad was the kind of person that practiced what he preached. And um, I got to be honest, I didn't, I didn't know that he was teaching me things, those things, and I didn't like it when he was teaching me to the, uh, back then. Mm -hmm. But there's not a day that goes by that I'm not thankful for. Yeah. So these are the five principles of that. And it's, it, it is a nice addition to anything and everything that you do. I saw the post you did on Instagram. Your dad passed away, was it, I don't... It's been three years ago. Three now. years, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, was yeah. A it was a beautiful, okay. your dad, you, Oh, and yeah, yeah, I just did that. Yeah, because it was his birthday yeah. a few days yeah. ago. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. man, like, you know, you can't, my dad you, was I couldn't hurt that enough. Is, and is my hero. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, even this, you know, I've, I've got two passions now. One of them is teaching uh, this magnetic megapreneur to people. Yeah. Because uh, here, here's what my belief is. Those of us that dare to dream mm -hmm. while the rest of the world is having a nightmare. Yeah. And they are. I mean, yeah. look, at you know, 90% of the world. Oh, yeah. We're not only going to create that abundance that we want for ourselves. But we're going to be the leaders that inspire other people to do so as well. Bingo. And that is the, that's my passion for what I'm, why I do what I do now. I want you to, to you know, attract and magnetize and do all those things so that you can, you know, my concept is further, faster. Do you want what you want sooner rather than later? Yeah. The answer is yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, here's how to do it. Love it. So, man, this has been awesome. I have no idea what time it is, but I know you <laughs> do have a call at 3 o'clock. So I'm do. not even going to look at my watch, but we have, so we have time. Yeah. Good, because I have another thing I want to do. Okay. But as we wrap this up, I mean, there's just been so much. I mean, like, I'm, that, I'm the guy that does the podcast who actually takes notes, and <laughs> yeah, I'm listening, see, yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God. It. Like, I'm gonna, oh, but I would expect awesome, nothing right? less than from you. Yeah, you know, just, you're that's amazing. how my brain yeah. works, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So, so kind of wrapping this up, like putting a bow on it. You know, if you could never do another podcast again, if you could never share another message again, if tomorrow, you know, you couldn't talk, what would you say to everybody? Just kind of closing thoughts. Boy, that's a great question. I would say this. It all starts with, remember what I said, your psychology. Yeah. Okay. And the most important part of your psychology, remember there's three things, yourself, others, and the world around you. The most important one of those is how you think about yourself. And so I said this earlier, and I, and I mm -hmm. got this from Ray Lewis, by the way, so I like to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. I've always had this exercise that I've done since day one, and that is the mirror exercise. Go to the mirror, look yourself in the eyes, say the magic words, say your name. And by the way, when you look yourself in the eyes, don't just look around and, you know, look yourself in the eyes till you get shaken, till you get that feeling where you're looking at your own beautiful, precious soul. Yeah. And say your name out loud. And just from your heart, from your soul, from your guts, say, I love you. Even if you don't believe it, yeah. even if you say, I'm lying, mm -hmm. the more you do it, remember, your body can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not, and you cannot resist repetition. Mm -hmm. Say those words, because yeah. that is approaching that, and that is that is fueling the number one belief that you need to have to go further faster, and it is your belief and your love in yourself. Yeah. And so when you say that, the last thing that you do is when you walk away, squeeze your fist, say yes pat yourself on the back, do whatever it is to praise yourself because that's going to teach you to do more of it. That's going to teach you to believe it. Lastly, I'll say this. Remember a while ago I started to talk about um, how to expedite things. It's through rehearsal, not just practice. Yep. Practice is doing something over and over again, just repeating it over and over again. Yep. You will get better at it. Yep. But if you want to speed up the process, add praise. Repetition is the mother of all skill. Praise is the father. Praise yourself. Shake your ass. Pat yourself on the back. Say, I freaking rock. Do whatever it takes. Yep every chance you get yeah. and your nervous system will quickly learn that to believe in yourself and to believe that you can do anything the other things will fall in place you know if i never get to see you again which i hope i do um 
what I would love to leave everybody with is this saying, that life is exactly what you dare to make it, and fortune favors the bold. And so the trick to life is to boldly step up and dare to be magnificent. Be bold to tell yourself you're amazing. Be bold to tell yourself that you can do anything that you want. Be bold to tell yourself you're magnificent. And we're out. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.